everybody. It's Rachel. And I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer for this episode of the podcast. We do talk about some more mature content, nothing too scandalous, I think, but we talk a little bit about marijuana in uh, that is a plot point in one of the movies, a few other things. So if you, if that's not your jam, then maybe this is one that you want to skip, but, uh, but I'll try to put the timestamps in this episode so that you can listen to the reviews that interest you. So thanks everybody and enjoy the show. Oh, Hi everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today. We are here for our first episode of off network uh, for this season, for this Christmas season. And that is the episode that we talk about uh, Lifetime and Netflix and all the others, all the other networks and their uh, content uh, this holiday season. So much fun. And I'm going to have a variety of guests with me every single week. And we're going to talk about uh, the, the great programming that's not on Hallmark Channel that is holiday focused. And today I with me, Patrick Beatty is here. Thank you so much, Patrick, for joining me. Thank you for having me. I, I am a little out of my element, but I'm so ready to talk about these. Uh, there, there are good there's good in this, yes. but there are some travesty that, that I'm excited <laughs> to go into. Yeah, the with the Christmas season giveth and taketh. Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> but since just your first time coming on the podcast, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, well, hi, everybody. I'm Patrick. I do movie reviews, and me and Rachel see each other all the time when we're going to these theater screenings, and we've been friends for quite a while. Um, I think she's withheld bringing me in because I'm kind of like a loose cannon. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm because I'm ugly, to be honest, and we don't want to do video stuff on this with mine. We, we cover the bulb as soon as we can for me. But I, I do movie reviews on my own website, um, do a podcast with with a bevy of other guests, including Rachel. And um, yeah, you can catch me every other Friday on ABC Four Good Things Utah. So happy to be here. Yeah. So do you have any sort of holiday movie watching traditions, things that you got to watch every year? Mm, yes. So the, there's always a list, but it's, but it's the basic list, right? You got to go with the Santa Claus. You, how far you go into that is how big of a nerd you are. I think like if you're going into the escape clause and you're not yeah. leaving from there or like, <laughs> or like you're reading fan fiction, whatever the fourth one would have been like, that's, that's, that's cool to me. I'm into that because I think those movies are fun. Um, the Grinch is mine and uh, my wife, Natalie's top movie that we've got to watch every time. And there's also like the little ones that might, might be considered Hallmark. I feel Jingle All the Way could be a very good Hallmark film mm-hmm. as far as a Christmas movie. Yeah. They get a little intense with the, like the fighting and stuff like that. It, it's a that's, little mean. True. that's true. <laughs> they would have to have like cups of cocoa and sit down in, in, a, in that movie for it to be Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. But mainly with the, with like the seasons, I try to see the ones that I've not seen too, mm-hmm. along with the staples. So that's why I was so excited to come on to this show because there's, there's new Christmas movies to check out and it turned and there's a few that end up being pretty good. Yeah. So if any of you listening have suggestions for Patrick of good TV movies or other movies that he might not have heard of uh, for the holidays, then let us know and put it hashtag Patrick Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and we will, we will, we will pass those on to him. It'll be Hashtag great. Patrick the elf. You guys don't know my height, but that's exactly where it's at. That's okay. accurate. <laughs> so we're doing this off network 
episode a little bit differently this year because Lifetime decided that they were going to do a movie every single day from November 25th to December 25th, a new movie, which is just impossible. Like we can't cover that many when you, especially when you include Netflix and, and all the other stuff so that we want snow. to cover. That's so much fake snow to have. <laughs> Think of how much <laughs> really is being used. <laughs> so what we decided to do instead is we're just going to have an episode off network every Thursday, and we're just going to talk about whatever it is that we've watched for that week. So if we've caught maybe two Lifetime and two Netflix, or just maybe one or two, or maybe something in the theaters, whatever it might be, then that's what we'll talk about. And it should be really fun. So if you've seen seen off network films that we're not covering please let us know in the comment section especially if it's something that you really liked and that you think we should check out and that would be really fun and you should check out our previews that we've done we did previews of lifetime we did this week our lifetime preview aired we also had our all the rest preview uh with jennifer chandler and ryan cam and that was really fun so make sure you check out that as well to get an idea of kind of what's out there but it's gonna be fun and um Let's dive in first to Netflix. <laughs> and what well, were you able <laughs> What were you able to watch on Netflix? Oh, well, I think we both have one with this and and yes. I think Love Hard is probably my top one if we're going to start with with tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Love Hard, it's a uh, it came out on the 5th. It stars Nina Dobrev, Darren Barnett, Jimmy O Yang and James Saito. And it's a young woman in Los Angeles falls in love with a man on a dating app and travels to his East coast hometown to surprise him for Christmas, but discovers that she has been catfished. Her crush Mm -hmm. actually does live in the same town. And the man who duped her offers to set them up if she pretends to be his girlfriend for the holiday. So what was your overall feelings about this movie? Oh, that sounds like a 90 day sketch. Like that sounds exactly (laughs) like, and that's what made me love this at the beginning. Like the premise to me, I was like, I'm already in because I spend like two plus hours a week watching these 90 day stories play out. And there's one specifically where this lady was going to India and was catfished by the dude. Like he pretended he was a completely different person. She moved over there and it's been 10 years and she's still there and they're still not married, but that's a whole other side story. But the, this story, I think they do such a good job, A, with bringing Jimmy O. Yang and making him the lead because he is criminally underrated and it, he's hilarious in Silicon Valley if you haven't checked him out. Mm-hmm. But they they do kind of a, a, a little bit of a take on Say Anything and what we were watching last year on Hulu with Kristen Stewart. Do you remember that film? Oh yeah, yeah. Happy kind of like a home for the uh, yeah. yeah, happiest season where there's like a look who's coming to dinner, home for the holidays thing, but with the twist of they both have to keep something under wraps. Like there's a mistake, there's a secret that they have, and that mm-hmm. they're trying to help each other out to get through it. But through the process, start to notice that they have chemistry. Uh, like sure, the premise is silly, and I, I like, but real life is silly. It's exactly taken from real life in my mind. But what did you think? You know, I really struggled with this premise. I, it, it, it just, I felt like it hurt the chemistry to have that start on this, just this right, Such a weird lie. note. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like to catch the predator, but we're going to make it resolve. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> it was better than I expected it to be. I will, I will admit that. I think I gave it a call in the preview so that I was not looking forward to it uh, because it just sounded kind of creepy. Wait, you're giving and- out coals? Yeah, for our preview, we we have uh, we we our lowest anticipation is a coal. That is awesome. And then it's a coal, 
a uh, a sock, a an orange or diamond ring. <laughs> you know, if Dobby was having a Christmas, he would value that sock. That's true. That's <laughs> and he'd be like, thank you. <laughs> but uh, but it was better than I expected. I did like pretty much the whole cast, but I just couldn't get over that he had done this to her and we were supposed to buy them as kind of romantic interests. It just, I don't know. I had a, I had a hard time swallowing that premise. And so it's a tough sell. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Especially when like, cause the acting by the uh, Jimmy Yang's family is also really good. Like I, I think his brother, the actor was also in high school musical. He was in something with Disney. He had to have been in my mind. Yeah. He, uh, I I've seen him. He was in that, um, I think he was in that movie with um, All My Life with um, uh, Jessica Roth. Did you see that? Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in that. Mm. He is extremely handsome. <laughs> he, well, almost too handsome. Like, it feels like he's made of plastic. Because <laughs> yeah. it's been years since High School Musical, and I'm like, you just got better. <laughs> That's not how aging works. I guess in Hollywood, that is how yeah. it works, but. <laughs> well, and I loved uh, Rebecca Staub as his mom. I mm -hmm. love her. She is, I got to interview her uh, in 2019 and just one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. She was so funny, so great. And, uh, and so I just have an affinity for her and I thought she was funny. And mm -hmm. James Saito is the legend. He's great as the grandpa. And even Gopher, I've like, maybe she wasn't like my what i would consider uh like right out the gate that's your choice but when she gets put into these roles she does well with the character and it, she almost kind of felt like mr in mr deeds remember the reporter in that uh winona writer's character uh -huh, felt yeah. some influence from that and i liked it i can see that yeah that's a good comparison yeah she was warm she was funny uh i i just had a hard time seeing the two of them together I don't see uh, them together. Yeah, I, <laughs> that, that was <laughs> preposterous. Like at the end, I was like, that's not what my 90 day couple in real life yeah. actually look like. So one of you went down. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no way that if somebody did that to me, that I would, I would go along with this plan or, you know, and I would she be apologize so to out. him. She basically <laughs> apologized to the catfisher. Yeah, the she does. It's a very weird dynamic that like when you're in the story, you're totally sell you're, you're selling it and you're shipping it because it's like, yes, this is, this is like the love romance and they've built it up yeah. for you. But in hindsight, you start processing what happened. You're like, Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the world of Netflix rom-coms, this is not that bad, mm, but I agree. <laughs> no i totally agree it, uh, like they it's have number one right now on i mean i i didn't even watch the second and third kissing booth but oh <laughs> the first good. one was so bad i hated it so much dodged that uh yeah the bullet dodged. <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't watch the um he's all that either so. oh have you seen did you watch this uh there's no place like home alone or whatever the i did crap yeah. they called it are you going to, I, I, you, you should talk Did about that. Did you watch that. it? No, but I, okay. but I've no, heard we're going to talk so about that bad. next week since it comes out tomorrow, on Friday. You heard but, what, um, my, my, uh, variant in the screeners, Patrick Gibbs said about it, right? I think I missed it. What did he say? Okay. I'm going to tell I'll tell you off camera. It was, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I'll, I'll talk more about it next week. It's an interesting film. I have, I have lots of, of lots of thoughts about it, but what would you give to love hard one to five? Can I do the cold? I, I like that, but <laughs> That's I, a I don't want to do 
I want to do five. So I want to do a Christmas thing. Um, <laughs> One to five Christmas candy candies in your stocking. This is a candy cane full of Reese's. Where it's like Reese's isn't my favorite candy, and I guess that's something that I need to preface too. Oh, okay. It's like it's Reese's my isn't my favorite candy, but it's definitely some where I can bite the chocolate around the peanut butter and throw away the peanut butter. Like, that's kind of what this movie's right. At the end of the day, you got you got candy. You're a madman. I can't believe. <laughs> I'm out of the show. It's already out. <laughs> I would maybe like I don't know. Give it like half full sock with like some spicy candies that I don't really like. Oh, like a fireballs, the atomic yeah. fireballs. Yeah. Oh. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Uh, then we also had on Netflix uh, this last weekend, we had Father Christmas is Back. Yes, I watched a little bit of that. <clears throat> and it's Elizabeth Hurley, John Cleese, Kelsey Grammer, huge cast. And it's in this British comedy, four feuding sisters have to learn how to come together as a family when their long lost father surprises them at their ancestral Yorkshire mansion. And for me, I have to say out front, like family shenanigans is not my brand of Christmas movie. I like the family stone, (laughs) not for me. Mm. Um, You know, movies like that. I usually don't like my, I happiest season was not my favorite you know just movies like that they're just not they're stressful for me they cause me anxiety and they're usually not funny i do think that the national lampoon's christmas uh, vacation and the um and a christmas story are genuinely funny and that's kind of that brand Mm -hmm. but they have to be really funny otherwise i just feel kind of uncomfortable and it's not pleasant for me so this one is a hard sell i agree despite the talented cast and I think that Kelsey Grammer really tries here. He is really working hard to make this work. And it just wasn't funny enough for me is the problem. It's not awful. It, again, when you're comparing it to the kissing booth and he's all that and these terrible uh, Netflix uh, you know, rom-coms, it's not that bad, but I can't really recommend it. Mm-hmm. Well, what it's it's think? interesting because it's like, what is the scale of emotional manipulation you'll tolerate for a Christmas movie? Because it's going to manipulate you either way. It's Christmas. Oh. It's a season of forgiving. It's a season of happiness. They're going to have to do something. But when it's disingenuine, you kind of can feel it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Love Hard, everybody in that was really into the story and into the message and you could yeah. tell that they they had good intention with it this kind of feels like a cash grab for most of these yeah. people like and that's where i i kind of fell fell off a little bit because what is john cleese doing in this movie <laughs> it was the most like of all yeah. of the people john cleese being in it was like and 
boring. He's kind of boring in it too. It's yeah, like he he's was got like, one of the funniest people and he's not doing much. Yeah, like the most that you have is like him, him being this kind of love interest for the mother character mm-hmm. and which was just kind of weird and awkward yeah <laughs> and who i don't know what elizabeth hurley's character was in this but she certainly wasn't like i love elizabeth hurley ever since i i like mm-hmm. back back in the day watching all of her films from um why am i only thinking of bedazzled that's gonna sound horrible when i was a kid i watched bedazzled <laughs> and i'm <laughs> just talking about that but uh, you get what i'm yeah, saying yeah yeah no, I, I mean I she know. can be very talented, and I love April Bowby. She she plays Kelsey Grammer's girlfriend, and she was probably the funniest. She had most of the good jokes, in my opinion. But I love her because she was on uh, Dropped a Diva, which is one of my all time mm. faves. I absolutely love that show, and she <laughs> uh, so she was pretty fun. It's like I said, not a total loss. And if you are the type of person that loves shenanigan Christmas movies, like the family stone, like if that's your jam, you will probably really enjoy this. But I will say maybe daddy's home too will be better for you. <laughs> Cause it's, it, they Ooh. feel like they care more about it than this one, at least <laughs> that, that their drama is pretty intense. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> Mel Gibson in that movie. Oh no. Can- yeah. <laughs> he's pretty bad in that but but yeah i see where you're coming from and uh and yeah if that's your if that's your thing then maybe you do like it but it just makes me anxious uh <laughs> so i'm gonna give this one mm, 2.75 mm. Stars. yeah I'll, I'll definitely go half open half open bag of sour skittles <laughs> that that somebody ate before you even got to it yeah, like a cinnamon bear that's got its head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know when you get those um those assorted chocolates and they're all toothpaste? <laughs> oh like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the the Harry Potter jelly beans. That's my go-to oh, wet totally. open gift. You know, really? That's you awesome. Might get, you oh. might get like the puke ones or grass mm-hmm. or disgusting earwax. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, then we had two movies on Peacock that aired this last weekend uh we have uh, much to do about christmas and this was directed by friends of the podcast michael and janine and uh, damien uh, oh, directed cool. and written and this one is Haley is beloved in her community of winterstone for acts of kindness ranging from managing the hope chest charity to directing the children's choir Haley is also the daughter of one of Winterstone's wealthiest residents, Leona Lloyd. Despite Haley's down-to-earth demeanor, she is financially set as Leona's only heir. Information she fails to share with new love interest Claude, an artsy, hopeless romantic. Haley introduces herself to Claude as Haley Logan, raised by a single struggling mom, a small fib that comes back to haunt her when Claude and his team of present ad present as his team present an ad pitch to the Leona that includes a photo of Haley secrets are revealed and front and relationships ruffled but Ooh. Christmas is coming and miracles do happen <laughs> so you didn't get to see this correct nope I didn't see this so this movie is like super Christmassy I mean I know all these movies are very Christmassy but this one like I mean just every shot is just full of garlands and decor mm-hmm. and Christmas trees and and everything is very Christmassy. And the interesting thing, so this stars Susie Abramite and Torrance Coombs. And I like both those actors. 
but I actually thought that they had better chemistry with sort of their various BFFs. I liked Torrance Coombs with his, his buddy that he's running the business with. And then Susie with her BFF and they, they have, there's really nothing in this movie about much to do about nothing. I don't know why they even named it that, but the, the two BFFs end up kind of, they've had a relationship in the past and then they're, they, they kind of hook up again. That was fun. They were funny. And overall it was harmless. If you like this kind of, you know, if this is your thing, then you'll enjoy it. And I, I didn't think they had like the best chemistry ever, like I said, but I thought there was enough there that I enjoyed it. Um, so I would give this one a 3.5 out okay. of five. So where would you rank it? Cause you, you're friends with the, the directors have been on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did a, um, a watch along with us uh, oh, really? for our patrons. Yeah. Oh, that's that we so- do every month, every month we do a patron watch along where we have talent come and we watch one of their movies and we get to hear all the behind the scenes details. And they came, uh, Michael and uh, Janine came on and they brought Lacey Chabert with them, which was what? unbelievable. That's yeah. Cool. So, so what would came. you say as far as like the films that they've done? Do you think this is like, one of their like one for you one for me or if it yeah last year they had one called the christmas waltz which Mm. is the one we watched at the watch along and it was unbelievable i absolutely loved it yeah it was really good so will kemp who is a trained ballet dancer and so he's playing this dance teacher and he teaches like chabert how to dance and it was it was really good i loved it and so that I, i i don't know the rest of their movies off the top of my head but that one was really good and this is not as good the Mm. chemistry is not as good the story isn't as good but it's still i think a pretty fun little movie yeah on the six with the great christmas switch this stars sarah lind she's playing identical twins and one is a one is a, a mom that might be going through a divorce they're separated struggling and then you have the single girl who is just really stressed out with work and they decided to switch places and it was really fun. It was cute. I, I like Sarah Lind a lot. She's very, she's charming. And, uh, and they did one like this on Hallmark not too long ago with Candace Cameron Bray. But the thing about that movie is that everyone knew that she had switched. <laughs> so it wasn't funny. You didn't have any kind of fish out of water because everyone knew. And in this one, n- nobody knew. And so it was way better and it was funny. And so I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I'm going to give this uh, a four, four, four crowns. Four Very cool. Yeah. Three, so two, all right. let's talk about the one I actually haven't watched yet. You watched. Oh, let me take, let me take this one, please. <laughs> please, Rachel. I, I need to take it. All right, do it. Go. Hi, Holiday. Oh, Hi, Holiday. Boy. In order to lighten up their uptight family, the free-spirited daughter of a conservative politician brings weed-infused salad dressing to their Christmas Eve dinner. Chaos ensues when everybody gets unknowingly high, revealing the family's innermost secrets. This is directed by Brian Herslinger, stars Tom Holland. Uh, <laughs> Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Arnold. That's the. How hilarious would that be if they made that casting announcement by accident? And we are actually also are very good friends with Brian Herslinger. This was this mm-hmm. was a oh, no. departure for him. Uh, <laughs> oh, he no. usually does the more clean cut, you know, and then this was something different. Uh, but uh, yeah, you weren't a fan, huh? Because it has a okay. great cast. 
Well, let's talk about that. So we got Tom Arnold as the first person. We got Jennifer Tilly. Um, She's great. I love Morris Jennifer Leachman, Tilly. who is incredible. And I I remember seeing her when I was young in Malcolm yeah. in the Middle as the as the grandmother. And she was incredible in that. And so, yes, you do have quite a You have uh, Emmanuel Halbert. You even have, uh, I believe, it's not Jennifer Tilly that was in... Um, no, it wasn't Jennifer Tilly. It, there's an actress in this that was in A Knight's Tale. I'm trying to pull up who exactly that was in it, though. I think it's Diane Franklin. Yeah, so she was also in A Knight's Tale. And um, even Bill and Ted, that's crazy. I think that this is a woefully misguided film uh, oh, on yeah. a number of parts. One, I don't think anybody in this movie has ever smoked a joint because <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what weed is. It, the whole, but either that or it's overacted to the point where it's not for anybody. We're like eat the people that have seen what like, like stuff like Pineapple Express and things because we know Seth Rogen now. We know that stoners aren't necessarily just land like couch locked and can't do anything and forget everything when they're about to say it. Like Seth Rogen's got his own production company. He's got he he has his own weed company. <laughs> these guys are playing it as if it's high school and, and it just, it mm. works in a weird way. Tom Arnold's character plays a, a Republican um, politician and the big inciting incident that brings the weed salad dressing is that they're having a dinner with some guests and he wants to put up a front, but he's like a Trump politician. So like oh, yeah. he's throwing out as many like uh, tasteless jokes, crude comments as he can. And the the big twist, and I, I'm sorry to spoil, but the big twist in this is that he really was a good, cool guy back in the day, and he liked to smoke back in the day, but he just puts up the front. And so we're supposed to forgive, like, the horrible, like, racism and stuff that he's throwing out at the beginning of the movie. I don't know what, what part is Christmas. I don't even know where Christmas is in this movie. Yeah. It doesn't exist. I am not one who obviously has any experience with pot, but do you think that I, you just got that, into the Hollywood th- Critics Association? <laughs> that's that's Cali- California <laughs> weed. <laughs> do you think that weed infused salad dressing would really is that enough to? It seems like you'd have to have more than that. <sighs> Are you, you're outing me in this? I think. You could, <laughs> I think you could infuse kind of anything with weed. Like they've just uh-huh. done, they've made flaming hot Cheetos at this point that's infused with cannabis. Yeah. So there's a lot of options and potency wise, it really depends on how much you're putting in when you're, let's move on. I think, that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think anybody really, if they had, yeah. if they have experienced it before, they were told to ham it up. And I think that mm-hmm. might've been a horrible thing to do because their whole point at the end is to tell people how good weed is and how beneficial it is and how there's never been a violent incident with weed, which that's not true. What gangs with weed have, you know, there's all kinds of violent related issues to drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a violent person on weed. I've never seen this, but they spent the whole movie just making fun of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't believe you anymore. You've lied mm-hmm. to me. Well, and if it just doesn't land, that's the thing with comedies. Like the, mm-hmm. the plot can be terrible in a comedy, but if I'm laughing, then yeah. I don't really care. I, that, it could be the editing telling too. people about um uh with venom too that, <laughs> that people are like well what about this and what about this plot hole and this one i was like i don't really care if i'm laughing exactly and i was laughing for consistency and continuity yeah. you've come to the wrong movie so the poster says tis the season to put fun in dysfunction 
but that was not the case, huh? I saw nothing fun in this. I just saw a <laughs> lot of people. It's like when your parents have to do charades and they have to pretend to be high. This movie, watch The Great Christmas Switch instead. The director's on, great, though. I love the director. Come back on the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we're Did good, I ruin Brian. It? <laughs> I'm sorry, good. Brian. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what what would you give it? Out of five. Oh my goodness. I would give this, if we were going to equivalize it, this is a, a bag of oregano that somebody <laughs> sold to you and said that it was weed. And it was like, okay. And that oregano is old and barely has its seasoning still. And, you and just this is it. like an R-rated film, correct? It's like mature. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit of swearing in it, which also surprised me because yeah. if you swear, you've got to make a count, in my opinion. Right. Like they got to be the good ones. And this kind of, they just threw the effort out in like the most random places. Like I'm going to go clean my room. And whoa. <laughs> not Hallmark approved. <laughs> not Hallmark approved and not Patrick approved. But oh, not okay. to say that you guys wouldn't like it. Let's, let's see what you think. Yeah. Um, all right. So then over on Up TV, and we'll have more coverage of Up. Uh, coming up the um coming up we'll have more coverage of up from the upside episodes of the podcast but i want to talk about christmas with the prince the royal baby this stars caitlin lieb nick hounslow josh dean and charles shaughnessy from the nanny and everybody Mm. knows how much i love the nanny have the whole frame cast if you want to check that out it's really fun where we talk about the nanny um so i love charles um, this is actually the third movie in the Christmas for the Prince series. <laughs> it's a trilogy oh, now. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, that's good. If you and, can get a trilogy out of this, that's yeah, more power absolutely. to you. And so in this movie, uh, she ends up going over to the States from San Sarvia or whatever's the name of their fake country. And <laughs> she ends up, she's pregnant. And she ends up uh, going into labor and they have some law there that if if the heir isn't born on San Sarvian soil, then he will not be the valid heir. And so they have to go through US all these shenanigans huh? to make the hospital room uh, San Sarvian soil uh, okay. <laughs> for the birth of the child. And it ends up being a surprise. <laughs> it's twins. And oh. the, thing, the thing about this movie is that like she has the she has the twins with like an hour left like a long time oh and, so they and end so, the movie and they're like oh they're still going it's still going exactly <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole drama because the girl this girl and a boy twin and the girl twin is the firstborn, and mm-hmm. then the the boy and the the king charles shaughnessy he says well of course the boy is going to be the new heir and they're all like wait a minute wait a minute wait <laughs> he was second so why can't gracie they named the kids gracie and albert which i thought was kind of i mean that's a very royal name i guess but anyway and uh and they're like why can't princess gracie be the the heir apparent why does the go to the boy so oh, then there's okay. a bunch of back and forth back and forth back and forth and uh so that's like the second half of the movie and i really think that they should have just ended with the hospital room is Sansarvian and the babies come and everybody's happy and it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what if somebody was just like, how do you know that boy is a boy? He didn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, you also have her brother who's been in all of these and he's really funny. I love him. And he is trying to get up the courage to propose to 
the um, uh, I forget her name, the uh, the assistant to the prince and, oh, okay. uh, and but every time he he's about to then something happens and he can't get it out until finally the end so that was really fun mm-hmm. and he was funny i really enjoyed him and so this is a I, this was definitely the weakest of the three i would say of these three movies mm-hmm. but it's still like fun enough i guess but i just feel like it should have ended after she had the baby and not gone mm-hmm. on longer so I'm going to give this three, three stars of Christmas with a Prince, the Royal baby. Uh, nice. <laughs> now, right. is that going to be the, do you think they're going to add like a, a toy story <laughs> four to this? <laughs> it's like, put a <laughs> do a Buzz Lightyear solo. <laughs> I want to put a pasta if I mean, why not? Oh, well, <laughs> well, I, they should, what they should do is do a spinoff with the brother and the assistant. Oh, there you yeah, go. I would watch that all day. That'd so. be cool. Yeah. Are there a lot of like royal Christmas stuff on Hallmark? So many. So many. So many. Okay. That seems yeah. like a genre that would be plentiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, there's, uh, there's, um, uh, what is it? The Christmas Prince with mm. that's on um, Netflix. That's on Netflix. There's three it, of those. That's what I was confused with at first <laughs> when you started. And I was like, oh, nope, twins. It wasn't this one. Yeah, different one. And there's a whole bunch on hallmark channel uh there's uh one pretty much every season we get a, a you know princess story of some kind uh there's some of the most popular ones crown for christmas with danica mckeller that one's pretty popular and that one's a good one uh then the um uh what is it the um i can't remember there's one with Lacey chabert i can't think of the name okay <laughs> it's christmas <laughs> Prince something and they all have they they all have some kind of Almost all of them are, are some kind of Novia, San Novia. Okay. Novia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. These, these countries. <laughs> you know, it is a weird mix between Christmas and another genre. Medieval Arthurian tales. Yes. That, so, that's my segue. Hit the Green Knight. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of people might not realize that the Green Knight that came out uh, this summer, uh, directed by David Lowry, is actually a Christmas movie. Funny enough. Yeah, who would have thought? Uh, what did you- Not me, and I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's all set on Christmas. And that's when he gets the challenge uh, by the Green Knight to uh, to a duel, I guess, Kill basically. Him. And then he has yeah. a whole year, and he has to appear again on Christmas. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> and now this, this is the Green Knight, if people have seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. This is the Green Knight that gets murdered by the Black Knight in that scene. <laughs> When they were referencing, they were referencing this this fellow. He's not necessarily the most established um, character in Arthurian legends and stuff. But uh-huh. in this, they they give us a look at King Arthur in a way that I don't think any other film really has. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really feel like he's got that weight of him. He's actually pretty frail in a lot of instances. Him and his wife are a lot older now. Um, they don't even seem warm in a lot of cases that the, the round table is cold everything about like the the design of his palace is just like game of thrones but if they didn't have the candles mm-hmm. basically. yeah but when the green knight shows up which um <laughs> that actor he's been he's uh, been in quite a few things and they, they just doused him with tons of makeup and stuff and dubbed his voice a little bit i really liked his character too and dev patel does mm. really an incredible job he's great i've loved him ever since slumdog millionaire i love lion so much it's mm-hmm. one of my favorites 
but this movie was not my favorite. I've seen it twice. I really tried to like it. That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah. So this movie, it's beautiful. It's it's just like on a totally different discussion level than the other mm. movies that we're talking about. But as far as enjoyment level, it wasn't my favorite. I, I you know, I think that this movie definitely has an acquired taste to its tone. And I'm going to say this, and I'm calling out the A24 people. Like, if you like the A24 style of a King Arthur tale, then this is going to be for you. But if you're looking for, like, the more um, majestical, um, like, sorcery, whisk you away adventure kind of stuff, this is a lot more slowed down. The characters are not so noble. In fact, I don't mm-hmm. think there's really a, many anybody here that, like, you can actively root for and say is a good person. Well, and Maybe I the found fox. it... I found it frustrating because it was very unclear, I think intentionally so, of what was real, what was fantasy, what was a dream. And because it's in this fantasy world, I couldn't really keep track of everything. I'm like, why are there two Alicia Vikanders? I don't know. I don't understand. And so that ha- hampered my enjoyment as well. That's so true. Like when you're de- delving into something that has a an unreliable narrator. Yeah it's you have to at least establish rules and i don't think this movie does very well of establishing when you're in those different scenarios but i do really admire david lowry as a director and i think it's really impressive the way that he's able to move from the world of indie art house films to mainstream films so seamlessly and keep his artistic style and vision intact and that's true i mean what he was able to do with peach dragon i just absolutely love that film and you know he's going to be doing the new Peter Pan. I'm really looking forward to that. And there's not that many directors that can just go from working on their own, you know, unique indie films to working for Disney to mm-hmm. back and and do so and still feel like this is the same director. Yeah, it's weird to think that Peach Dragon and The Green Knight are the same director. That's for sure. But they feel the same to me. I mean, they're obviously different in their audiences, but the style mm. I think feels. You can tell I, this is I David Lowry. That. Yeah. I think so. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think that it's definitely worth checking out just to be a part of the conversation, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. Um, and then we also had in the world of Indies, we have Spencer, which yeah. is going to probably get a lot of, uh, play in the Oscar, uh, race, especially Kristen Stewart's performance. And this is about princess Diana on the Christmas holiday, that she decides in 1991, she decides to leave Prince Charles. Mm. And it's very fictionalized. It's very loose based on reality. Uh, And I'm not the biggest fan of this director, Pablo Lorraine, because I feel like his kind of stylistic gimmicks distract from the story. So Mm. I'm, I'm focusing on, oh, this weird music or this, the way the camera is moving and swirling and stuff. And I'm not able to focus as much on the story. And I did like this better than Jackie, uh, which I did not care for, but uh, but I still just not my favorite. But I understand why other people really enjoy it if you like this director. Oh my God, Larry told me that you didn't like Jackie when we were doing our Spencer review. That's so funny. <laughs> I still think that that Camelot scene is so cringy. 
I, just I mean, love that come it came on, back around. So it, it came back around full circle. Please, I, I need to know more about about your your hot takes with Jackie. But <laughs> um, with Spencer, I got to say, I think Horses Stewart definitely is going to be in the running. Like, yeah, that's for sure. If there's anyone getting out of this with something, it's definitely her mm-hmm. for a nomination. I don't necessarily know about a win. I agree with you that the music style was distracting. Um, mm-hmm. I could get with the camera work because every once in a while I could be like, oh, I like how when it uh, switches to her perspective, camera's all loosey-goosey, moving all over, whipping around places. But when it goes to the royal family, it's very like steady. It's very mm-hmm. proper. It's very intentional. But yeah. if you if you listen to that music for a while, your dog's going to start barking. Like <laughs> it, get, it gets intense and yeah. not in a way that's fun. I, I didn't feel like I really got to know her any better. I I didn't feel like I learned anything new about Princess Diana that I hadn't already learned. And granted, I did watch the uh, Princess Diana musical. (laughs) Oh, okay. Netflix, which is Is that good? Is that is it good or bad? It's ironically good. It's terrible, but it's uh it's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen or the Princess Diana musical? Oh, I mean Dear Evan Hansen, way better. Okay, well, that scares me. <laughs> it is one of, I mean, it takes a lot for me to not like a musical. Mm. I mean, I am very kind to musicals, but <laughs> it was so bad. Every aspect of year? Diana the musical is terrible. The The lyrics are terrible. The music is terrible. The book is terrible. Really, the only, the only good thing about it is uh, the costumes are pretty good. Okay. But, and the costumes are great in Spencer as well. And I don't know. I just, I just felt like all this, like trying to make it a horror movie and all this stuff, it just didn't work for me. I didn't feel like I got to know her any better. I didn't feel, I just felt like it was the director showing his bag of tricks instead of actually telling a good story. Yeah, I agree with so, that. I'll have to and listen like, to that episode now. Do the acting and without delving into too much of the other stuff. We, and- we, we love you. We nobody. Uh, I'm gonna have to listen to that episode with you and Larry. Oh, crap! I'm gonna text him. He's <laughs> trash talking me. I told on you. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is the best movie, but I do think this is one of the best performances. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree with that. The, uh, the, the thing. I mean, I just feel like. It's so on the nose to have Jackie Onassis in a in, in a long sequence where the music from Camelot is playing mm. and she's like going through her closet and like feeling all her clothes. And I mean, come on, that's just cringy to me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you like Jackie better than than Spencer? I didn't watch it. Larry didn't like that either. Yeah. Look, there's there's some, I've got some blind spots. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) I got blind spots and I got to work on it. (laughs) I'm going to listen to that episode now. Nice. Uh, And (laughs) the last one that we're going to talk about is uh, See You Next Christmas. And this, uh, we had the creator, uh, director, writer, Christine Weatherup on. Uh, this week and I got a chance to talk with her and she's super fun and this was a real labor of love they literally shot it in her apartment <laughs> mm. and with her friends and oh, wow. it's a very small budget but I really enjoyed it I thought the script was solid was funny I thought that the two leads with guest and AJ Meyer I thought they had nice chemistry together mm-hmm. and I thought that she playing the it's about this couple that hosts this this annual holiday party the Cl- mm-hmm. happy Clarkmas and these two uh, her cousin 
and his friend meet every year. And so you see every year uh, their interactions and they have this retraction to each other uh, that, yeah. and it, you get to see their, their, it's kind of like Her when Harry and Sally in that way, you see the okay. years play out. And I, I just, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Uh, I, I don't know, just little things, the way I could relate to, like, I liked the friend who was super intense about her cookies. And she's like, are you worthy? <laughs> are you worthy of the cookies? That was funny. Um, so I don't, did you get a chance to watch this one? No, honestly, if I'm being honest, those are about all I could get through with this week. Oh yeah, we it's the, busy. We got kind of a tidal wave or like the interstellar wave. Like I <laughs> put the thing up. Yeah, we're we're going to get dunked with stuff, but I can't yeah. complain because on top of that, you're also doing all of these too. <laughs> so you've got, for whatever I have a workload with, you've got way worse. Well, and in, in fairness, I did watch this because I, I got a screener for it. So I watched it like a month and a half ago. But, oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I'm a little cheating. I wish I could have um, caught Clifford before. Is that, there's a lot of snow in that. <laughs> At least in the poster, I saw snow. Was there snow? I can't remember. <laughs> There's a, there was a poster that made it is it red, look like so it, it is on theme. Red dog. <laughs> there it is. It's Christmas. <laughs> you can make them into a stocking. Oh no! Oh no! That's that's the Corella turn. But I like see you next Christmas. I thought it was fun. It it is. It's low budget, lower than Hallmark, lower than. So you just kind of have to know what you're about to watch. Um, but it had, a, I thought, a pretty a funny script, and I really liked the ending. I thought that was good and. Really, with a romantic comedy, the most important things is the script and the chemistry. And if mm. you got both of those down, then it's probably going to work, <laughs> yeah. no matter the budget. Uh, and so I think this did. And I really enjoyed getting to talk to Christine. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that interview, you should. She's super fun. And uh, it's available VOD right now. And uh, it's not, I think it was $10. Mm. Uh, so if you want to support... Um, a small local, you know, or a small, if you want to sm support a small independent film, I think this would be a, a fun one to do. So that's all that we had to talk about this week. This week for Off Network, we have Chris Maldonado coming on. She's super fun, super great YouTuber. So that will be great. I'm looking forward to that. And thank you so much, Patrick, for coming on. This was great. Oh, it, it's a pleasure. And I love being able to talk to you about these. And, and I like learning more about this new because it's new to me, like this yeah. is a whole new kind of subgenre. So any chance you can have to bring me in and introduce me to some more stuff, please let me know. And and thank you, everybody. It was really cool. And make sure to send in those ideas for Patrick. Hashtag Patrick Christmas. I think is what we said, right? I think Patrick the Elf <laughs> might work better. Patrick the Elf. Okay. I think that's gonna. I think that'll we'll jog track memory. Of let us know and how can people follow you and your content follow me on instagram patrick Beatty reviews uh, just like warren Beatty. just type that last name it works um pat b reviews on twitter and of course patrick Beatty reviews on um on the website yeah very good and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so please take a look at that i'm doing weekly recaps on my channel of all of the Christmas coverage. So please take a look over there. I would really appreciate it. And then make sure you're following the podcast on Hallmark East Pod and Hallmark East Podcast, all of your social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so, so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. 
We also have our patron group, which we get to do those watch alongs we talked about with where Lacey Chabert came on. That was amazing. This month for our watch along, we have writer Anna White on. We are going to watch Check Into Christmas, which is a really fun movie. And she's going to tell us all the details about how she came up with it. That's going to be on the 20th of November. So please take a look at that we would really appreciate it and then also we have the merch store which has tons of new festive designs holiday designs please take a look that would be great and thanks so much patrick and merry christmas everybody merry christmas